Pocket, a podcast by Jake and Dylan. Let's get some ASMR action going. Uh, get some ASMR action. The candle is lit. <clears throat> Tommy's got a drink. The drinks cereal. are poured. Wait, we got it. We got it. Better cheese. Alright, all right, here's my water. Nice. Let's, let's get the show started. Tommy, welcome back to the pod. Hey. Tommy, welcome back. Tommy, as many of you may remember, uh, one of the integral parts of the well, much loved, fan favorite, top of the charts episode, the Power Hour. This Power is Hour. And he's back. Yeah. And he's got. He's got a solid little whiskey ginger in him that I put in. Him. So Jake, uh, Jake liquored me up to repeat the magic of happy hour, power hour. <laughs> we're doing some big shoes to fill. Remember, you were just a star last time. Definitely yeah, you, not afraid or nervous to say anything. <laughs> you, you can track. Definitely not the only person that. Definitely not the only person that wanted to like retract every statement from the record and like ask us to edit carefully. And <laughs> yeah, no, I definitely got bolder the more drunk I was, but that was probably for the best. Yeah. It's good content. And it resulted love. in a whopping hundreds and thousands of listens, and now everyone knows mm-hmm. everything yeah. about us. That That's what got us our first four sponsors, actually. I was on the phone with uh, a friend, Josh, before hopping on our call just now, and he's. I told him I got to go. We're about to record the podcast, and he's like, damn, don't get canceled. <laughs> I was like, thanks. It's like a really good good headspace to be in before hopping on the mic. We're not, we're not afraid of that because we say what we want. Yeah. You can try to cancel me all you want. It's not going to stick. Uncancelable. They tried to cancel Dave Chappelle, but they couldn't. He couldn't said do it. no. That's why he's my <laughs> idol. Ugh. Okay, Alrighty. so Tommy, what are some actual questions that we would ask? Tommy. Tommy, or- why don't you introduce yourself to the audience? Um, I'm Tommy. I was, I was previously featured in the Power Hour. Okay. Um, I'm and also, that's, that's about it. There's really not much more to know. I there's like a part two though. Okay. The other thing about me is I'm Modest Mouse from oh, yeah. your other podcast. Fun fact that the first time I ever heard that story was listening to the podcast. I <laughs> yeah. completely blacked out. I have no memory of this. Completely. I showed it to my girlfriend and she was like, "Oh yeah." <laughs> you she remembers that it. Nice shit. Yeah. She was there. She gave me the Bud Light seltzer, so she's, nice. she's partially to blame. So Bud she's the instigator. Gone. Yeah, guilty um, by association. But yeah, I'm uh, I'm Jake's best friend since we were eight years old. Yeah, and I I lived at the Nut Hut for a couple months over the years. That's that's about all I have about me. <laughs> that's all there is to me, really. So I will say, when I hopped on to this FaceTime, and then just thinking about recording tonight in general, I was excited because we've talked about every time we talk about music, Tommy gets brought up because Jake and Tommy share. A lot of musical tastes and interests, and and I've been around you guys since middle school, and you guys were always trying to force feed me Arctic Monkeys. <laughs> then, like like you guys were just always in a different realm, but we're always like synchronized and and thought loving Arctic Monkeys and other bands. And if you ever had a disagreement, it seemed like you'd come around. I know Jake, you had mentioned like Bon Iver, like Tommy, like telling you to listen to Bon Iver, and you're like, no, it's you like, you like Bon Iver more than I do now. I do. Yeah. yeah. Probably. Yeah. At first, I was just like, oh, 
falsetto and it was mostly just to give you shit for like because you were like he's really fucking good and i was like okay <laughs> yeah no my uh it's it's easy to prod me about music i get emotional really quickly <laughs> yeah but then yeah. when i actually find this into it i was like holy fuck this is some of the best shit ever made yeah i would yeah. say music is is probably the the cornerstone of me and jake and a couple of our other friends yeah. friendship yeah and i'm ex- i'm ex- i was excited thinking about recording tonight just knowing that you know like the sappiness of like damn carmel valley middle school and like dancing and doing stupid shit and talking music and like i said arctic monkeys like i i very much remember being at disneyland in middle school standing in the lines and you guys are like you really haven't checked it out yet like i'm telling you, arctic <laughs> monkeys this album and i was like yeah I'm, oh, I'm totally gonna listen guys like just to be able to hang out with you guys and matt coglin and whoever else Fuck was yeah. there. <laughs> honestly randy might have been in line with us for all we know speaking of where we come from Perfect segue into the first question, our fir- our opening question that we're going to ask you. Tell us a little bit about your music background. Like, what what was the foundation for you? Like, where did it all start? Um, I would say, like, most kids that grew up when we grew up, my iPod Nano had a lot of, like, Good Charlotte and All American nice. Rejects and Boys Like Girls. Um, I'll keep you my dirty little secret. Oh, dude, I love... I love just how melodramatic all that that whole time period was. Um, yeah. Objectively, not the greatest music of all time, but I have a, a huge soft spot for it still. It is the greatest music of all time. And Dude, you had the hair to go with it. Yeah, like the long hair that would like come across your face a little bit. Oh, for sure. The flip. To be fair, I think I think like eighty percent of our middle school was rocking that at the time. Eighty yeah. percent of the country was rocking it. But you pulled it off. You were that like the, uh, the 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 Louis C.K. the. Uh, Skinny white guy that can just get easy pussy for the rest of his life. <laughs> Wearing a dirty, dirty, smelly t-shirt. Uh, yeah, I'm here for the easy pussy. Uh, oh, everywhere? Okay, thank you. Damn, that's a... Uh, I think it's the only... You're the only person who described 13-year-old me like that, but I'll take it. Uh, the joke, The joke, he says, skinny white guy with a big Adam's apple. That was you. Okay, that, that, was you that sure. starts to sound like me. But yeah, then like... <clears throat> I also did like the very classic, get to like sixth grade, seventh grade, and just discover classic rock. So big into like the Beatles and Led Zeppelin and Simon and Garfunkel. Um, and then, who, how did you just discover that? I guess is my. I'd imagine it stemmed from like, oh, dad found his record player and like, look what, what he dusted off. Yeah, definitely my dad's <laughs> iTunes library. He was. Uh, he's. We shared the same. Music. You guys shared the same like iTunes library. We did back in the day, yeah. I dude, yeah. I don't think the, I got the my family own. iTunes, man. Yeah, that's how it used to be. I don't think I got. I dude, I got in so much trouble for for downloading like two dollars worth of songs until I was like, <laughs> literally, I was like seventeen. Dude, I was I like, remember how like sketchy it was? Like, <gasps> I asked my dad, like, can I get an album on iTunes? <laughs> and like, it's like ten bucks, and he's just like, okay, you can get one. I was like, thank you, dude. But that, I mean, that was during a point in time where my parents were so scared of any purchase that was on like anything online was automatically a scam like i was yeah. trying to download apps when i got an iTouch in like sixth grade and i remember showing my mom like your credit card's already here you guys already pay for this and she was like i don't know it's there's somehow gonna be porn and a bunch of viruses and i was like i wish <laughs> you're not wrong virus but yeah so sharing itunes with my dad i definitely got like all the classic rock stuff and then in high school just kind of got into... Did someone say indie rock? Yeah. And alternative <laughs> music? I I definitely got pretty into like what was big in indie rock at the time, which was like Alt-J and like that kind of lane Fleet of indie Foxes. rock. Fleet Foxes. Fleet sure. Foxes, like indie folk. And then, 
Yeah, no, so, I got... Sorry, go for it. Oh, I was going to say, it's funny. You mentioned Alt-J and Fleet Foxes. Those two, I think both I know one or two songs by. And Fleet Foxes, like if you guys remember in... At CCA, how they do in like second period, what was like the daily reminders, you know, like ASB would put that up and then they would like pin a song to it. And I remember they did White Winter Hymnal one day. And I remember being like, this is a good fucking song. And then, you know, <laughs> downloaded that. I liked it on SoundCloud because I was am still using SoundCloud to this day. Uh, that and then all J. Fuck. What's what's their big song that everyone it's knows? It's pleasure. Um, what's the. It's pleasure. Yeah. Because I think they must have. I'm guessing they performed at Coachella like our senior year. What? Because I remember everyone like doing their Alt J homework and like hearing it in the car with a couple other people, either like people that had just been or were about to go to Coachella. And they then. Yeah. Dude, shout out to the CCA. CCA TV, their intro song was. um zodiac shit by flying lotus for a couple years nice which was for sure a copyright claim but i don't think anyone saw it <laughs> yeah and then I, I, feel I, like, I feel like cca was like the perfect school to be into indie rock or you know you wouldn't okay. be alone in that case not at all dude yeah my it was a it was a breeding ground for that stuff anything that was indie and uh just of that vein you could definitely easily find like a crowd for yeah, I remember my older sister driving me to school like one of the first days I was in high school and I was playing like a Shin song or something. And she's like, wait, you listen to like indie music? You're going to be so cool here. And I was like, oh, fuck yeah. Um, it <laughs> didn't mean, turn out that it? way, but <laughs> I was hopeful there for a little bit. You mean it, really? I think she's just trying to pump me up. A nervous young freshman going to school. <laughs> Yeah, your, your sister gets home later that night and your mom's like, did you do it? Did you say it? Did you pump him up? And then slips her $20 bills. Yeah, mom. <laughs> I told him he's going to fit right in because of his taste in music. That fucking freak. All right, so college. We talked high school. College. Um, college is when the doors got blown off their fucking hinges. <laughs> Tommy went to UCLA, was in a fraternity. That's yeah, all so I really all know. All I, I listened to was like Fisher and like Lil Pump, Lil Yachty, <laughs> I'm losing Party it. Favor, <sighs> Lil Zan. Um, yeah, I'd say in college I listened to like more like alternative R&B and like hip hop. Like I feel like I found like the lane of hip hop I, I really like in college. Give me Give me some examples of the lane of hip hop that you really like. Uh, I feel like it's a lot of overlap with what you like, like Denzel Curry. I don't know if you okay. listen to JPEG. Um, I know you listen to Danny Brown. A little, well, actually, I probably listen to more JPEG than Danny Brown, but as a result of you, because um, in that musical chat, you have sent some JPEG, and that's what got me listening, like probably within the past year. Oh, sweet. You sent, uh, what song did you send? Uh, OG. Pull over. Uh, somebody Dude, opens the door and tells you. <laughs> yes, yeah. Like that that sample, I remember just being like, this is fucking wild. Dude, and then yeah, that encouraged that, that encouraged me to check out the entire album. And then I liked it. LP. Yeah, LP. LP. Yeah. And then I, I, I feel like recently I've I've gotten back into indie rock. I feel like for a while there, I just wasn't super into what was happening in indie rock. Like it was like a lot of Mac DeMarco derivatives. But I feel like the last couple of years has been like, cool like punk and post-punk bands like viagra boys i know we've been talking a lot about in our music group chat um Fucking love viagra black boys. midi although i guess they're not really punk but like yeah i don't know i've been a lot more 
into rock the last few last few years. There was an album that just got released probably a month or two ago that was very, very popular. And I think, Tommy, you had sent it in the chat and said, like, just listen to this and it was fucking beautiful. Black. Black Country New Road. Yeah, yeah. 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 That's I haven't listened yet, but I just I had heard good things. And then I saw you and like multiple people in the chat just like. Gassing it up. The chat was going off. We were sounding it's, off in the chat. So the other thing with this chat, for those listening, is that it's myself, Tommy, Jake. Jake is the one that what you're the. It's my child. The founder of it all. <laughs> yeah. The organizer. So it, it Jake started, puts the it most just in there. From me sending music to Tommy, our friend Piaru, like the three of us, and then because I, I would I would always just send music to Tommy, and then Piaru got roped in because I was just like ah you're the people that I want to send music to, and then my roommate, this guy Zach, at the time. It's like, I want to listen to more music. And I was like, you're going to join this. And it's just grown since then. <laughs> just join this here. <laughs> I just kind of, yeah, I, I wrote was, people into it. It's like, I like yeah, your music. <laughs> you're, you're I coming. probably know four or five people in the chat. And we'll say there's like 10 people total. But Jake is probably the one that puts the most stuff in there, <laughs> sends the most stuff. And then and then if Tommy sends something, that usually means I'm going to listen. Not, not, not because of like, oh, oh man, Tom. Well, no, 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 but like, it's that it's like, I don't, there's all these random numbers in there that I don't know. So like if some random number sends something, I'm not as inclined. But then if Tommy like once in, you know, a month posts something in there, I'm going to listen to the SoundCloud link to the Anna Nicole freestyle by JPEG Mafia and then enjoy lines like, uh, I feel like Anna Nicole getting paid. Um, there's a line in there about, uh, spitting her pussy, licking her face. <laughs> That's just like the funniest shit, dude. That that the fucking bass in that song is just great. Just slap bass. That's a, that's like a really fun song to listen to when it's like a nice sunny day, good vibes. <laughs> I feel like getting a cool game. And you just want to hear someone kind of yelling at you, but like yeah. in a in a happy way. The one thing one thing about uh, LP that I will say is that every song on there. Is just noticeably louder than everything else that I like listen to. Anything else that I listen to, like the quality or something, like I, I always have to turn it down, like at least one or two like clicks because it's significantly like louder and clearer than everything else. And I remember seeing an interview with JPEG Mafia where he's like, yeah, I used to like send my shit to producers and whatever. And it was just like garbage. So I decided to take <laughs> care of it myself. And like, you know, I was just better at it than other people. And it's like, oh, nice. So now I just always think of that whenever I hear it and like listen, I'm like, Wow, this sounds very clear, and like I literally have to turn it down because I don't know. Maybe he's like breaking the rules, though. He's going, he's peaking his audio levels, probably. Yeah, he's he's definitely a pretty a pretty idiosyncratic individual. <laughs> it's funny you mentioned that you'll pay attention when I post something because my big one is whenever Connor, the like once yeah. every three times a year, Connor posts something, and yeah. it's his taste in music is definitely a lot more abrasive than most people in that chat because he really likes um death grips right yeah yeah and he's into like jpeg and stuff like that too but then there's just some okay. like super left field shit that he's into <laughs> yeah sometimes he just comes out of the woodwork with like just i don't know animal noises and like insane <laughs> break beats break beats what does that even mean break beats yeah it's uh drum sample knowledge uh, a break. I think it was like seventies funk would have a lot of like drum breaks in it, and so break beats are like the sample from that that get used in like either hip hop or like especially like EDM from the nineties. Like if you think about any commercial that was like anti piracy on a VHS that you got from Blockbuster, and like the music and it was like super, 
That's a breakbeat. <laughs> okay. Damn. Learn something. While we're still on this question of, of music background, Tommy, do you have any sort of like formal training or you play the guitar? I know that for fun to some degree. Yeah. And then yeah. The fact I mean, that you were just it. educating us on breakbeat. I'm, I'm curious if you took like a, a class at UCLA that just gave you like incredible uh, music diction and dialogue that Jake and I could now steal from. No, honestly, I, I've just been watching Yield Drop for like 10 years. <laughs> um, I don't know. I like, I like, I, I know more music than I listen to. Like, I just like, like the history of music and like the context a lot, but I don't actually listen to that much, like that greater variety of music. Sure. Cool. Cause breakbeat, that's a, that's a pretty cool buzzword. Damn. And, and then, and then for you to follow it up by being like, yeah, like a VHS, <laughs> that, that was pretty solid. That was me. That I was sitting here like, damn, this guy's impressive. That reminds me of like the, the opening of like an early 2000s like video game that's trying to be like edgy and cool. It's like, yeah. <laughs> like it's it's tricky. The the, yeah. the snowboarding. Dude, go. I, I'm go not loading. sure that it's there. Yeah. <laughs> Front loading screen. If you if you look at like any like go watch like the trailer for Fight Club. I guarantee there's a breakbeat in oh, there. Oh, yeah. For sure. Late 90s, early 2000s. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, well. Moving on from that, um, what's some of the stuff you're listening to now? What do you What do you What have you been getting into recently? Like a lot of like, like I said earlier, just like Black Midi, Shame, Squid. I started listening to Viagra Boys like three days ago. Um, what What genre is Viagra Boys? Because they just mentioned them. They're like punk, post punk. They apparently are getting really big now. I know like a lot of our. Our friends have been sending me their links just like individually. So I checked them out recently. Pretty good. Very funny, like irreverent lyrics. Uh Um, (laughs) They just put out a song called Ain't No Thief. And it's just like people confronting him about stealing their shit. And he says, I ain't no thief. We just have the same things. (laughs) I really like that. Their, Their albums, Street Worms and Welfare Jazz, I've listened to. And they're really fucking good. I like them a lot. The last question I have, Tommy, for you before we start talking about this album is the physical therapist at Driveline where I was training at in Seattle. I told you about before going on this road trip, I asked him to send me some music before before I drove back home from Seattle to San Diego. And he sent me like 30 different albums. And I told you about that. And you're like, wait, can you like send me a screen recording of like all those albums? That's what I did. And so did you ever like end up listening to much of that? Because I remember what it was, was you guys talking about American football and I was like, damn, oh, like that yeah. was one of the, that was one of the, the bands in that little like thread. And so that's what encouraged you to be like, well, that's what encouraged me to bring it up to you. And then you to then ask me for said list. And did you ever end up listening to some of those random albums that were in there? I, I'm sure I checked out like one or two bands. I, I, I remember this happening. Um, I don't remember what was yeah. on the list though. Yeah. I, mean, I remember, pretty, I think one of the only memorable, I guess. Yeah. The only, Say it was like a list of 30, maybe, all right, we'll say like 20 albums, 20 different albums. I remember of like the three that I ended up listening to, it was like Songs to Scream at the Sun. <laughs> I definitely have something. Heard that one. Let me see Songs to Scream at the Sun. And then something by, something by Polar Bear Club. Oh yeah. Songs to Scream at the Sun by Have Heart. And then, uh, an album by Polar Bear Club. The redder, the better. But anyways, no, Just how no I other like my states. <clears throat> Am I right, boys? Hell yeah, brother. Fight the good fight. Hey, brother. All right. Can we get into this album now? Yeah. So ben- Benji. our last question that we'll transition into 
album talk is well, what's your connection to this album so like why why is it special to you why is it the one hold on a sec oh why is it the one that you decided to to have us listen to for this episode <laughs> um i had a couple ideas for what we should do um what's up hold on pause for one sec nice anyways so yeah, I had a I had a couple ideas of what album to do, and I didn't. I really like this album, and it's it's like a highly regarded album. Like it's on a lot of like best of the decade lists, but I don't have that many friends that listen to it. And a couple of people I've showed it to were kind of thrown off by how wordy the songs are. But I really <laughs> like the album, and so yeah. I Facetimed Jake, and I was like, "Can you listen to the first song and, and tell me if you like it?" And he got really excited. After like 30 seconds, then I got really stoked. Yeah. Um, I listened to a little bit and that's exactly what I texted you. I was like, I'm 30 seconds in. I'm like, yes, <laughs> let's fucking do this. I like this. Yeah. And then I was just really juiced. Um, but yeah, I've. So Jake, I was going to ask your first 30 seconds of listening, your excitement. Was it from like, I really like this or damn, this is just like out there and, and there's going to be something to talk about just based on like the 30 seconds that I've heard. Honestly, like both. I, I really enjoyed um, and we'll, we'll obviously get into this more as we talk about it, but like, I really liked the song Carissa, the opener on the album. It was super, like, in, it's a really intense, deep song. And just from hearing that, I was like, okay, if this is what he's starting off with, like, I want to listen to the rest of this shit. I really, I really enjoyed his voice and his like writing style. So then Tommy, once you got the green light from Jake continue on you got the green light he said he liked it and he wants to continue listening yeah no i just i kind of wanted to see what you guys think about it um again really excited at the prospect of jake also nutting over this album because i've been doing that in isolation for a couple years and it's lonely (laughs) it's always better with someone else what what like what 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 would you say is like what does this album like mean to you does it like bring up like a specific like memory when you hear it like I, i know it's something you're still listening to currently but like if a song was to come on on shuffle on like a playlist you're listening to, would it like put you in a mood or something like that? Or just am I, is this too deep <laughs> for what this means to you? No, um, I, it's, it's one of like a handful of albums that I get specifically in the mood for. And it's one of those albums I like to like listen to as a sitting because I feel like it's not like a single story, but it's very cohesive thematically. And we can get more into like the lyrics later and the writing style, but I feel like he does such a good job of painting the picture of basically just himself, like a middle-aged man reflecting on life and like death. He brings up death a lot and just kind of looks at it from these different angles and kind of like wonders at the arbitrariness of death. Yeah. And I, I just feel like it, it, it's, it's kind of like watching a movie as cheesy as that is to say, like most of these stories take place in Ohio where he grew up in like, a setting when he was a kid or with like different family members who are hillbillies. I think he calls his uncle a redneck in redneck. one of the songs. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I'd imagine like Southern Ohio. Yeah. Like something Kentucky. like that. So yeah, it's just, it's, it's not necessarily that it connects to me in this personal way, other than I just think it's like such a good album and so well-written that like, it makes me feel like I understand what it's like to be like a 46 year old just aging dude from Ohio. Um, we've all, we've all been asking those questions and it's, this album finally answers them. We've been waiting. Is it's hot off the press and we've, we've just been, you know, I've been on the edge of my seat 
for an album like this to come out. The one thing I want to touch on from just like a moment or two ago, you guys were talking about Tommy listening to this in isolation and now just the excitement of having someone else to like geek out over it with and Jake reminds me of what Harry said. Harry was an awesome first guest and like the end of that episode when he just touched on like, you know what? Like the best thing about this album is that like Jake, you and I like both really, really like it. And like just the connection that you and I have as a result like that, like for Harry, I think he was saying how like when he first moved to San Diego and then like meets Tommy and then talking about this album, then Tommy's like, dude, you need to meet Jake. And the fact that that was something that you guys then ended up like building, not that you built your friendship solely (laughs) off of that, but like, it's just one of those things where, yeah. As sappy as it sounds, music brings people together we, <laughs> to record a podcast. We, we really didn't build our friendship off that because when he said that, that was the first I'd ever like known about that. So yeah, that was that was a really cool cool moment to have. So yeah, yeah, music. I think even like as like Harry put it on his episode, like it's it's crazy. Like there's an emotional connection to music, dude. Who would have fucking thought? Yeah. <laughs> So yeah, let's let's get into this. All right, we listened to this fucking album. You guys took pages full of notes. Let's get after it. First of all, did you guys like it? That's that's a (laughs) great. Tell me what you guys thought of it. I, 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 whenever I do these, I I I take notes on like every song, and then I try to kind of wrap up how I feel about the album as a whole. So I'm just gonna read that because so I don't ramble too much. Um, So. For the album, I really actually, I do enjoy the simple kind of repetitive, like instrumental background he has going on the every track. So which is generally like some sort of like little guitar riff that just kind of repeats and like pretty simple um, drums. I wasn't a huge fan of how long and like rambly he can get <laughs> with it. Um, and that more so came up as the as, as I got later into the album. And, you know, like towards the end, it was testing my patience a little bit, <laughs> like my attention span with like some of the like, you know, eight plus minute, six plus minute songs. But regardless of that, I really liked how just the way he writes his music. It's very like, I don't think that's this, it, the album itself is like Americana per se, but I sure. feel like that's kind of a good way to <clears throat> describe it in the sense of like, that's not like a one like succinct pinpoint description but i love how he's just like he like the the last song is literally like he says in the beginning like oh i needed an extra song to finish up this album and he just talks <laughs> he just talks about his day and it was in <laughs> such a good way i was like holy fuck this is very impressive and so like tommy said like there's these themes that come in and out of the the album as a whole it's not all it's not connected it's not telling one story but he introduces them and weaves them throughout it in a really nice way I didn't enjoy how monotone it could be. Um, yeah. At times, it, it it did get a bit, um, like I said, like a bit repetitive. But yeah, so overall, overall, I did like it. Um, there are definitely going to be a couple songs that I'll come back to. Um, maybe not the album as a whole, but yeah, I, I, I liked it. I thought it. I thought it was. I thought it was very nice. Here's here's my listening notes. So I I think I might have mentioned this earlier. <laughs> like I, I well, I start listening. I'm just like, what am I listening to? So. Then I was trying to like come up with a take a few songs in and I jotted down reminds me of a depressed John Lajoie. If you guys remember like John Lajoie, the, the actor, like it reminded me of like a bit or like an act that he would do. Uh, like, like he does the typical everyday normal guy. Like he did that whole bit. That's, I don't know why that's kind of what I was like listening to. Like you could tell me this is John Lajoie doing some sort of like 
spoof, and I would believe that that's true. Uh, my kind of similar note, voices too, actually. Yeah, I think that's I think that's probably where the take even stemmed from. Was just like kind of sound the same. Um, They're also both like. John Lejoie and Mark Kozlik are both like almost handsome, but like not quite. <laughs> <laughs> then I put uh, "Dogs" is the first song with a little pace or rhythm. I remember that was like the first song where like I kind of heard something that wasn't just like this light, light background music over you know underneath his voice. Um, <laughs> this, this note is just all right. I just jotted down. Pray for Newtown. Just because I heard that and I was like, I think I've heard this before. And then, unfortunately, very timely with what had just happened yesterday, uh, the school shooting that took place in Texas, which is something that a lot of people are talking about. So now that yeah. that's resurfaced, it was just like I, wild. Just to, just to interrupt really quickly, like I had the same thoughts. I was like, this this is a very like topical song at the moment. Yeah. And that and that's literally what my note was. Like, how topical. Yeah. And how sad years later because when did this album come out 2014 2014 yeah, yeah. I, I didn't uh. Uh, <laughs> whoa this has been a problem <laughs> years now <laughs> all right i got two more notes i put jim wise oh oh okay i think i like this song but just the line uh got him food from panera bread which just I thought I heard that and I was like, this sounds like an ad for Panera Bread, like, <laughs> like just for him to bring up Panera Bread in the song, like, like because I guess maybe I'm just so used to like rap where it's like either it's got a rhyme or like be a punchline or a joke, but then to just be like, got him bread from or got him food from Panera. Are bread. you visiting your then, dad's friend who mercy killed his wife? <laughs> bring him the new broccoli cheddar <laughs> bread bowl from Panera Bread. Dude, Panera, Panera Bread gets a, a second shout-out in the last song. Yeah, I know. I, I was. I, I, had I had my notes, I would have taken another note of that. I've never heard Panera Bread mentioned in a song before, so breaking new ground yeah. for sure on this. This is just the Panera Bread album, if you ask me. <laughs> <laughs> and then my my take, because I was, I was driving at this point when I was finishing up the album, and... and uh, I I just like pulled out my you know my phone and like did a little reminder like remind me at six o'clock to you know jot this down, but it was this album is like driving with your check engine light on like that's that's kind of like the vibe that I was getting like when you have your check engine light on and you're like damn I should get that checked out and then you just kind of like go on but you always see it and it puts you in this like slight state of panic like <laughs> damn like shit sucks but then at the same time the end of the album everything picked up I don't like. Tommy, you've probably listened to it so many times that you would understand like the structure, the story. Like you would, you, you have a much more uh, engaged listen as opposed to my just like one listen through. But it, that's just one of the things that I noticed is like originally it started off with me just thinking, what the hell am I listening to? And then started to like find this little appreciation towards the middle of the album. And then by the end, it seemed like the songs kind of like picked up and. It just seemed a little bit more like, I don't know, lighthearted in a sense. Something that I was able to like enjoy a bit more. Mm -hmm. But I could be wrong though. Ben's my, f oh, yeah. What's Michaeline? Isn't that how he says it? Uh huh. Michaeline and then Ben's my friend to end it. I think those are like the two where it just picked up in my mind. Yeah, that's funny because Tommy and I were briefly talking about the album before um, we hopped on. And I said the exact same thing, like, <laughs> tell them because we just, Talked about it for a little. And I was like, yeah, I liked it. 
I, I it got a bit monotonous, but like those last two songs was when it finally was like, oh, there's some like <laughs> there's more like up and down in his voice. And, yeah. Uh, no, yeah. I remember the the first time I listened to the album, I had definitely like a similar take um, on just the way he sings on the first song, Carissa. Or sing is generous. He there's like barely a melody in some of the songs. <laughs> it's like almost just storytelling over some like pretty guitars. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, and I mean like I think I think that's totally fair. What keeps me like engaged throughout the album is I just I think that like I said previously like the storytelling and the themes he hits on I think are just like so well done that like I I I don't listen to the album to be like that musically engaged it's more like to listen to the story or the themes yeah Um, and like the instrumentation I think like again I I love this album so I'm obviously partial but I think the instrumentation like he it's very subtle for most of the album. Like, I think the first time there's drums is like the fifth song. It's like halfway through the album where there's like drums. And I think they only come on, like come on again at maybe like two or three other songs. But I just feel I like actually the- took a note on it's on pray for Newton. <laughs> I said really like the drums that come in around two thirty. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Cause it struck me as like, it's like holy Whoa. shit. <laughs> woke me up. What's happening? Um, but yeah, I think, I think the um, instrumentals, definitely match some of the themes he goes into so you know a lot of the topics in the songs are pretty somber so there's, there's a lot of somber guitar yeah, playing a lot of death a lot of a lot of death lots for sure. of death woven throughout <laughs> the whole thing but yeah one of the other instrumentals i really liked was jim weiss um i just love like the like kind of lo-fi keyboard melody and again that song like actually has more of a discernible vocal melody too which kind of you need every once in a while when you're going through this album but yeah, I also really like the guitars on. Well, we can we can just get into the songs we really liked. But um, I was gonna say, yeah, we the, can start doing that. The guitar on "Truck Driver" I think is really like despondent and very much matches like the the tone of what he's going for in that song. Yeah, I to also talk about "Truck Driver." It's because it's it's obviously super similar to Carissa, just in the subject matter of he oddly enough had two family members die from aerosol cans exploding on them and yeah, killing well, them yeah like, what the fuck it's which is that's insane. that's how it opens that's how the album opens <laughs> yeah um that's one of the things too that just sent me with carissa was the line you don't just raise two kids and take out your trash and die um like i don't it's just it just hit me um and when i first listened to it that's you know when i this that when I was texting Tommy like first 30 seconds I'm in I sent him that line too and I was just like what the fuck and it's just it fucking rocked me a little bit just the like bluntness of the song itself but I thought it was really interesting compared to truck driver which is where he talks about his redneck uncle who mm-hmm. was burning trash in his yard and tossed an aerosol cannon it exploded and he died as well um it's just fucking terrible luck I remember because the first the first song, Carissa, right? He mentions the deaths you were saying earlier with the there were earlier aerosol can fires, correct? Yeah. So I remember hearing that and being like, "Like, is he trolling? Like, what? Like, what's the joke? What's the like? <laughs> is this naturally? I'm like, what? Album? Two of them? Like, there's no fucking way that like the yeah, same death he happened has a line, twice. Like, my uncle died the same way. I was like, what? <laughs> I didn't know that that was a thing. I've never looked at an aerosol can and like been afraid. Yeah. Dude, it's probably just like an epidemic in Southern Ohio. Yeah, like yeah. every third death is someone just exploding their trash. Yep. Uh, another aerosol can. 
you're gonna have to outlaw these someday. Yeah, Carissa, I think of all the songs that deal with death, which is most of them. I like the way Carissa does it a lot because he's very much in the lyrics. He's like trying to make sense of like he's trying to assign some reason to just a super arbitrary death. Like he talks about his cousin who he barely knows. So realistically, he doesn't have a relationship with this person who's died, but it, it strikes him because it's so meaningless and arbitrary. And I think he says like. Like, I, it doesn't mean I wasn't meant to find some poetry or make sense of it all. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, I, I thought that very much describes how he contextualizes death in a lot of the other songs. He just kind of states them as random and arbitrary and blunt. And people have these reactions where they either, you know, it impacts him personally, but then life just kind of goes on around him. Like, there's several of his classmates that die in one of these songs and he just says like, and everyone just went on with class. Yeah. Um, yeah. Talks about the one girl who died and a week later where everyone's just like, oh, no one remembered. To stay on Carissa as well. I really liked, especially what you were saying, Tommy, with how he's just trying to like make sense of it all. And he talks about just how like she got pregnant at 15 and just raised her kids. And like, is there going to be any light at the end of her tunnel? And then he's saying how she's about to go to her nursing shift. So like she did you know, make something of herself. Like she's a fucking nurse raising children at 35. So she had like maybe one more kid and she just gone like that, just out of nowhere. And yeah, it's a, it's a pretty crazy song to think of too, that yeah, life is fucking fleeting. And yeah, he does, he does talk about that a lot of just kind of the, I don't know, it can be so random and sporadic. And this dude has had a interesting fucking life to say the least <laughs> like all these stories that he talks about is just insane and he's just met like so many like interesting like colorful people over the years you just never know what someone's going through you never know which <laughs> one of their relatives might have died due to an aerosol can exploding also talking about you know you never know what people are going through his song i love my dad very interesting relationship he has with his dad just how he's saying how he never finished like eighth grade or something like that or he's a dropout i've actually got the lyrics for that right now he was an eighth grade dropout and i was being a brat i forgive him i do Mm -hmm. and uh sorry i've actually i've got the the genius lyrics up in front of me so you know how you like have highlighted portions Uh and like i i'm just blown away by some of the things that people are feeling the need to like highlight and then give a genius annotation one of them is i'll have an old do an old duels and my friend here will have a guinness to which the genius annotation with two contributors is Odul's is a non-alcoholic drink that's brewed and flavored like beer. It's often drunk by alcoholics who crave the taste but don't want to get the intoxicating effects of alcohol. Mark Kozalek is himself a non-drinker. Damn. Well, Guinness is a classic dry, Irish dry stout. That's just Guinness. the annotation. Awesome. Um, but I just, I thought it was just, the that, that song itself is very interesting too, just how he talks about, he's, he got sat next to someone who is, an albino and he came back and like yeah. cried to his dad and his dad taught him the lesson of like you gotta love everybody you know and like and it's just i thought it was a really cool song of just the lessons he learned from his father even though he started it off just by saying like my dad never finished like whatever eighth grade or whatever it was what was it yeah eighth, it was grade. eighth grade dropped out so yeah i thought it was an interesting like what's is this going to be a good song about his dad or not because he's not necessarily not that that's the worst thing in the world but for him to start off with that was a bit interesting but there's a lot of good messages yeah and it's 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 another one of those points on the album where like the fact that he's middle-aged like really comes across because it's just a very adult take on your dad like 
understanding their flaws, but ultimately coming to a pre- I mean, the song's called I Love My Dad, right? Like, yeah. it's it's appreciative of him despite his faults. And there's like different points in the song where he kind of makes amends over, you know, some less than stellar dad moments. Mm-hmm. Was Was there a song that hit you boys the hardest or you felt while you were listening to that you maybe connected to a lot? I don't know if there's one that maybe like a connected to the most. I know I mentioned like just the end, enjoying those last two songs. And I feel like those last two songs just made my ears perk up a little bit more. <laughs> and like naturally, oh, like I was then trying to like follow the stories as opposed to just like, like just kind of being along for the ride. I was actually like, wait, wait, wait. All right. Who is this like Michaeline chick that he just brought up? Like, is that, <laughs> wait, so is this his grandma or is it like, like he mentioned a bath? Like what, what the fuck? You know, I was like trying to figure shit out. Um, but real quick before I forget, the song titles I fucking love. Like just to be like, I love my dad. And then let's see, uh, Richard Ramirez died today of natural causes. The fucking and Ben's my friend. I watched. I watched the film. The song remains the same. Like I don't know these these the song titles are just the awesome. song. It, the, it's yeah. Sorry. Oh, I, I the thought that came to mind is like. The way he titles his songs is almost like the the same. I appreciate it almost the same way I appreciate people on like social media that have like not like quirky like Instagram captions, but like instead of doing like a rap lyric or something that's like kind of played out, just being like, yeah, like please like this photo because otherwise, like I, you know, or just instead of just being like photo dump, you know, it's like always something kind of like creative but not creative at all if that makes any sense mm-hmm. i love my dad it's <laughs> a photo of you and your dad trying. yeah exactly yeah. it's real it's raw i love it <laughs> what do you guys think about dogs dogs uh i think uh, that it's the first song with a little bit of pace and rhythm <laughs> i thought that song was so horny <laughs> That song was it's, it's fucking weird just <laughs> i just so started off my notes to chronicle so we have first kiss, then first hookup, didn't have pubes, and she didn't talk to him the next day. <laughs> then went down on two chicks, super hammered. They gave him a bath and he went home. Talking about losing virginity, great head. Tried with some other girl but couldn't get it in. V-card girl left him for a dude with a truck. Went to Red Lobster with Deborah. Didn't last long because no spark. And then just <laughs> sex and love is complicated. Nutting is great. <laughs> I, uh, I I wasn't the biggest fan of what he was doing with his voice in the beginning of it. Like, it was obviously very purposefully, like, he was trying to do this, like, pitchy thing that I wasn't the hugest fan of, but it kind of changed as it went on. But, yeah, that, that Mary, song is a whole... Reading these lyrics is fucking awesome. Marianne <laughs> was my first fuck. She slid down between my legs, and oh, my God, she could suck. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I went with her friend first, but I couldn't get it in. And when she caught me with Marianne, her heart was broken. <laughs> oh man! Uh, I now I have to give this album another listen. Damn! <laughs> Damn, this is pretty hot. <laughs> Panera bread, <laughs> man, she could suck. Panera bread and head. Well, I think I've I've hit my quota when it comes to just having like very uh, dumb brain takes of just you know. I like this lyric because it make me laugh. <laughs> he he must be going through some shit, but he make me smile with some of that funny, <laughs> some of the funny lines. I also wanted to talk about I can't live without my mother's love because fucking listening to it honestly made me like tear up a little bit, like what he was yeah. talking about. And 
it, it made me think about, um, cause I mean, my, my mom is still around, but, um, my, as I've talked about it before, but like my grandma passed away a couple years ago. So it just made me think of like potentially like what she's going through. And it just makes you think of like, you know, what we're all going to have to go through, you know, as this album has shown us, life is fleeting and we're all going to die one day. And, um, oh God. nice job. At least it was empty. Um, yeah, he's just talking about there's a lot of stuff he can tolerate, but not going without the love from his mother, um, mm-hmm. which which I like. I resonate with. You know, yeah, that's one of the most important things. Like I, I would hope in a lot of our lives. But the lines that just fucking got me were, "I'll miss being able to call her and talk, and one day she won't be able to." won't be here to hear me cry, which is just like, <laughs> holy shit. For reference on Jake's notes, after that quote ends, it's just, fuck! In yeah, all capitals. In all, in all caps. <laughs> because, like, it, it just reminds me of, you know, like, some of the hardest times in my life that I went through, you know, like, beginning of college, beginning to middle of college, when I was f- trying to figure out my life, I was super depressed, just felt, like, super alone in everything that I was doing. There were many times where I called my mom and it just like led, it was just at some point, just me like in tears, just trying to like figure shit out and her being yeah. there. And it, it definitely, yeah, this, this shit hit home for me big time of just like, Oh my God. So I, I couldn't, I couldn't imagine listening to this song like after going through like any sort of loss. Like if I had heard this like right after uh, my grandma passed away, it would have just been a fucking mess for sure. Yeah. And I will, I will say, I do remember this song because obviously after that, the, this is the second song in the album, and after the the hot start and Carissa and just being blown away by like all the subject matter, this is one of those where it was like, all right, like all right, like we're on the same footing here. I love my mom, like yes, like <laughs> <laughs> like I think I think I'm on the same page. But but then also what you guys were we were talking about this earlier with him being what forty something years old, middle age, forty six, and like there's something about yeah, like. A middle-aged man's reflections mean something to, you know, someone that's like our age, 25. Like you hear that and you're like, damn, like he's had, like I've been starting to think about some shit, but he's had like 20 additional years to think about this shit. And like, if he's come to that conclusion, then like, yeah, that's, that's the gospel right there. That's what I'm saying, my guy. That's why this album bangs. (laughs) (laughs) What did you do to me, Tommy? Is there any songs you want to? talk about yeah plug some songs plug some songs any other notes what's like what's like a song yeah tell me what's a song on this album that you would if you just had to pick one to like show someone to try to encourage them to listen what song would it be (laughs) um the last one which is the first one i heard which is the only reason i tolerated um (laughs) the singing style the first listen through (laughs) Um, Ben's Luke, my friend. Luke crab cakes. Luke <laughs> sports bar. Sports shit. bar. Shit. <laughs> um, I love that last song. Um, I think yeah, like you said, it's one of the few songs with like you know it's a little faster paced, um, with more vivid instruments. Like there's horns on it. There's like extra layers of guitars. I think there's drums. There's, there's like, like some keyboards. Sexy sax break. There's a really nice horn solo. Hard. Um, we get a second Panera Bread shout out. Um, (laughs) this song is everything yeah yeah but you can't bookend the album without more panera bread um that's probably the one that i would show people and i have showed people that and and still the singing style can can get to them a little bit i would say two songs 
on the album that I really like that I don't think we covered yet. Um, I know I mentioned the keyboards in the song Jim Weiss, but basically that song is about him visiting a friend of his dad's who's on house arrest for mercy killing his wife. Um, and at some point it says like he, he pulled the plug on her and then tried to shoot himself, but the gun didn't go off. It's just like, like what the fuck? it's just painting this picture of, of this dude just on house arrest. who's going to go to jail for the rest of his life. He like tears up when he mentions that his wife loved like the rose bush outside. Um, and I think it's another one of those, just again, one of the, the reason I like the album, but like a very just distant and confused take on like how the, just the trajectory of life and like senseless tragedy. And, and especially because like, what this dude was doing is like very morally ambiguous, right? Like, mm-hmm. you know, he's doing something out of love. At least that's how it's phrased in the song. I, before we move on to another one, I thought at the beginning of the song, it felt very innocent because they were just like, we're visiting my dad's friend. He's on house arrest. And it's like, okay, like the way he's talking about it, it didn't seem like he did anything like all too <laughs> wrong. And then it's just like, yep, he uh, killed his wife and tried to blow his brains out, but his gun didn't fire. <laughs> so here he is today. Yeah, I've never, I've never heard anyone phrase that concept as failing at suicide. <laughs> yeah, you fucking talked about that. Failing uh, suicide. Yeah, that song bangs. <laughs> she goes. Song's fucking dope. Um, that so that's I would say after this listen, probably my new favorite song on that album. And then the other one I like is I watched the film. The song remains the same, which is as clunky as the album kind of feels at times with the the singing. But yeah, I feel like a lot of this album, in addition, I know we've covered death a bunch. Um, a lot of this album is just him reflecting on what's shaped his life. Um, so like, you know, there's the songs about his parents, these like kind of encounters he has with people that change his perspective on things. But this song, he just talks about like my entire life. I've been a very melancholy kid. And he uses the movie, like the concert movie by Led Zeppelin. The song remains the same, which I watched in middle mm-hmm. school and also bangs. But he's talking about like being there as a 13 year old and like seeing like the drums and like the sick like 70s rock shit but what really speaks to him are these like more somber songs like the song or like um the rain song which is my personal favorite song and a couple others of like just like they're kind of slower b-sides and then yeah he just tracks like how throughout his life even as his career's taken off as he's like found more his speed in music not so much like being a jock he just always returns to this sense of melancholy that kind of like defines his life which, yeah, especially given how fucking depressing <laughs> this album is, definitely provides a, a lot of context for his, his take on things. Nice. But that's my TED Talk. This uh, album's dope, and you guys should listen to it more. And even if you don't like it, don't tell me that. It was great. As <laughs> So as we get into the nitty-gritty here, the part that everyone skips to and wants to hear rating, uh, ideal setting to listen to this album. I'd imagine sitting in a Panera Bread somewhere in Ohio yeah being like damn I, he's I probably talking about this very panera bread you would have to have left a family funeral where someone died <laughs> tragically um yeah anywhere rural preferably the midwest preferably ohio um and just in a setting where you're just surrounded by normal folk folk people i was i was thinking i've made multiple road trips um uh, yeah multiple lengthy road trips one being penn state driving from penn state all the way home to san diego and i mean you drive through some you see a lot of the country but 
you have a lot of time to yourself, especially like when you're driving through the middle of New Mexico. And like, that's, that's what comes to mind is just being on a flat, open highway, no one else really out there. And then just time to yourself, time to yourself to think and listen. And yeah, I mean, like I, I just also imagine I mean, my, my listening ability or my, my first listen of this album, it just seemed like I would just pick up on certain lines and then kind of like think about those, but not follow the entire story. But I'd imagine now if I listen again, I'll probably try to follow the stories as a whole, if that makes sense, as opposed to getting distracted by, he said Panera again. <laughs> <laughs> they really like Panera. Yeah, I, I would say ideal, ideal setting to listen to it in a long walk is good. Yeah, um, for your back pain. Obviously, which he he also he mentions his he does mention his I, back pain. <laughs> I heard that and I was like, oh my god, no wonder Tommy loves this. Yeah, just the who back can relate? Not the prostate though. <laughs> yeah, my yeah, prostate's yeah. fine. My prostate's sick. Um, <laughs> <laughs> your prostate is sick. You see my prostate? It's good, right? <laughs> <laughs> it's gonna make it through. <laughs> I know. I know all about prostates. Remember all those long walks I go on because my prostate. Because my back. Long, long prostate walk is a good time to listen to it. I would say just, just be be down to like listen to the album like on its terms. Like just accept that it's really subtle and that you're. I would say if you pay attention to the stories and the lyrics, and you just kind of accept how like odd some of the melodies, the vocal melodies can be. Um, <coughs> then it's really engaging, especially like, again, you know, what makes it easy for me to listen to this, even though it's like an hour is I'm just really like drawn in by his storytelling and the way he like weaves these themes and approaches them. Um, yeah. Or prostate walk is good too. Yeah. Prostate walk will do. All right. Shall we let's give it a little rating? rating to this? We got, yeah, I've got, got the list up in front of me list right in front of us. Top half is good. Bottom half is not good. I'll start it off. I think that this uh, this album bangs sadly, I will say. Not like it's, yeah. a, it's a shame that it does, but in a sad way, it bangs. I'm going to go. I'm going to go. It's the shit mid. Because <laughs> like, like what he's talking about, it's, it's like, shit. yeah, <laughs> mid shit. Because it's like. It's the shit in the sense that what he's talking about, and like I said, the fact that he's 45 years old or whatever, and like, I'm going to take his word on the shit that he's talking about. But then at the same time, I'm going mid just in the sense of the musical, just like lack of instruments, which I think I would naturally like just want a little more of, which I think is why I gravitated towards the last song or two. It's just that it was like a little bit more substance behind his voice. Um or something supporting his voice, but hey, Pitchfork gave it a nine point two. Tommy, what's your what's your rating? Nine point two, uh, and whatever Fantano gave it as well. Oh, um, on your nine, rating system, nine out of ten. We have our own rating scale. Um, I would say, and you could come up with also, your own adjective. Also, You've been, we are very open to new adjectives to use. Yeah, I feel list. like bump, slap, and bang are all kind of the same concept. Well, no, different, but okay. <laughs> Care to elaborate? Uh, yeah, Tommy's your, Tommy's gonna. You saying that was very bogus, which is a rating that you could give an album. Okay, this album, uh, it sounds bussin'. Yo. 
Oh, awesome. all right. What's going on the list? I thought you were going to find a way to use uh, your favorite adjective earlier was melancholy. Melancholy. Some melancholy. Melancholy bus. Melancholy bus. Melancholy. Well, yeah. Thanks for having me back on, guys. <laughs> thanks for coming Feeling back of on, pensive we really appreciate sadness, it. typically with no obvious cause. Huh? <laughs> What'd you say? Thanks. Just reading out Melancholy's definition so I could, like, fully, fully. But, yeah, thanks for coming on. This was a good, it was a good album. I <laughs> I had always heard you talk about Sunkill Moon, and I was like, maybe I'll listen to it one day. Yeah. And it finally, finally happened. I'm glad, it's, <laughs> I'm also glad that you enjoyed this, Dylan, because Tommy and I were talking, and we were like, is Dylan going to like this? Fucking tune in next week to find out. Because it's definitely not How, it's not the typical stuff that you listen to. to, to, to yeah. Next yeah. week to find Dylan's yeah. real thoughts on this album. Yeah. <laughs> she was fucking my yeah, my my weekly gripe is having to listen to dog shit albums. Yeah, so <laughs> just my soy boy friends keep hitting me with this weak dick shit. <laughs> yeah, no. I I'm glad I continued listening listening through. Because I mean like I said, my I don't know if you guys like anticipated me to be like this Falcon socks and then to just kind of like give it a deaf ear, um, kind of just cold shoulder the rest of my listening experience. But like, like I said, somewhere midway through and then especially towards the end, I like, I don't know, had a little bit of a smile on my face and was like, maybe this is why I got a night. Like, you know, almost in a sense of like, Not oh, bad, I'm getting it. <laughs> You're doing it, Peter. <laughs> But <laughs> give it time, but yeah. you'll be wearing cuff jeans and fucking flannels in that time. Oh yeah. Uh, well, I will second Jake's thought earlier. Tommy, thanks for coming on. It's been fun, and if you've enjoyed this musical chat, feel free to reach out to our email at slipyourhandinmybackpocket at gmail dot com, and maybe you could come on and talk about an album that you really, really, really want to talk about, Jake. Like and subscribe, anything? Follow us on listening platforms. Tell your friends. Um, write letters to your local congressman about uh, this podcast and, I guess, about gun reform as well. Let's not get yeah. too political pray, in this episode. As Jake, as you said earlier, pray for Newton. <laughs> uh, oh, yeah, yeah. Um, uh, I think it's Newtown, right? New- Newton. Don't be afraid to expand your horizons try new things um if you meet someone who's on house arrest ask them why maybe there's a good story <laughs> behind it um yeah shout out panera bread check your prostate. shout out panera bread and check your prostate that's all i have to say love that's you love you listening thank you i love you guys and i love you whose ears i'm currently inside of which is that <laughs> <laughs> see ya